Hi, I'm Dina Farrell, and this is the Prioritize Focus podcast. This is where you'll get encouragement, whether you are a time management flunky, a serial goal getter, or distracted by SOS, that's shiny object syndrome. This is for the entrepreneurial woman who may have forgotten what a valued, amazing lady she is. Val, that's you. This is your reminder that the world needs that God-given dream that you've been harboring in your heart. And it's time to make it a reality while living and dealing with your actual reality. If you're ready, let's get started. Hello and welcome to today's episode of the Prioritize Focus podcast. Today, we are going to hopefully give a new perspective on something that plagues so many of us goal-getters out there um, and time management flunkies. This is probably the number one culprit and cause of our um, quote-unquote flunking time management. What am I talking about? I'm talking about procrastination. Um, And (laughs) for me, I am a huge procrastinator in a lot of ways. But um, recently have kind of flipped the switch on it. And that's what I'm really excited to bring and share with you today. Today, I want to talk to you about how you can make procrastination work for you instead of hinder you. Think about it. What comes to mind when you hear the word procrastinating? Maybe, like me, you think things like lazy, uh, putting off now what you can do later, or just doing anything to avoid what you should be doing, right? We've all been there. Having something that needs to get done And well, the next thing you know, you're checking your email or social media, you grab a snack, or in my case, going to get another cup of tea, you start checking your messages, or you're suddenly cleaning out a kitchen drawer, may or may not know something about this, um, or you're phoning a friend, right? Procrastination is often viewed with a negative lens. We all know that it's the number one culprit behind our not getting things done, things that we know that we should be getting done. And the internet is full of ways, tips, hacks, and even advice on how to stop procrastinating. For crying out loud, I've even written about the why behind this issue and even five ways to overcome it. Um, I will put a link to that blog post in the show notes. But moving on, today we're here about turning that negative into a positive. Well, sort of. (laughs) Today is going to be a little different. I said that, right? Now, I don't know that I can fully put a positive light onto procrastination, but I do think that I can help us look at it from a different perspective. One that can have this pesky hindrance to our progress, dare I say, working for us. What if I told you that there was a way that you could productively procrastinate? Pretty intrigued. And I bet you're interested, aren't you? 
Let me say that again. There's a way that you can productively procrastinate. Listen, I've been writing a book, my first book, and sadly, it's been in the works for nearly two years, mostly due to procrastination. And a lot of that procrastination is rooted in fear. And like I said, I've written causes and and um, even ways to overcome this issue. And again, I will link that. But at the same time, I've managed to get more done on this book in the last eight weeks or so due to two things. You want to know what they are? Number one, sheer determination. No kidding. I'm literally sick of having this, I'm going to write a book, hang over me any longer. <laughs> and number two, and I didn't even know that I was doing it, but it's what we're talking about now, productive procrastination. And you might be thinking productive procrastination. Yes, it's a tongue twister. <laughs> but is that really a thing? Well, up until a week ago, I didn't really think so either. But thanks to a quick chat with my daughter about what we were up to, now she's away at college and I've been, like I said, for the last eight weeks or so, hunkered down trying to really hone in and finish this book. And after running through all that I had done, instead of writing and editing, she says this one phrase, at least you're productively procrastinating. Whoa. What? What? Productively procrastinating, you say? Hmm. As someone who's all about prioritized focus, that little description right there, oh, it just stopped me. Now, while I was definitely procrastinating getting to what I should and had planned to do for that morning and that day, the truth was I wasn't really feeling it, at least that particular it. So I did other things instead, things like deep cleaning, meal prepping, more book editing. I did some scheduling, not only scheduling of, you know, time and activities, but pre-scheduling social media posts, calendar blocking, looking at what I actually have and commitments that I already, you know, can't get out of and blocking time to do the things that A, that I need to do, but also things that I want to do, like writing and editing and research and things like that. So even upcoming training that I've been commissioned to be responsible for and do. So while that may not sound like progress toward what I had planned and wanted to do for that, for the day, um, it still kind of helped me with future progress, right? At that moment, I realized that even though I had planned what I wanted to accomplish in that time frame that I had set aside. I still managed to set myself up for progress later. So her description suddenly gave me a sense of relief. 
I was loosening that guilt grip a little bit. Listen, I don't know. We're just women. We, we hold on to guilt like it's some kind of, I don't know, badge of honor. Anyway, she was right. Productively procrastinating. That's what I was doing. I was trading one set of procrastinations, things that I have kind of neglected and let fall through the cracks over the last, you know, six to eight weeks because I'm hunkered down trying to get this book done. But by trading those procrastinations and things that I was putting off, I was actually setting myself up to be more productive later. Go figure. And what do I mean by that? Well, by having that, releasing that guilt of the messy house and the chores and the things that I've been neglecting, the meal preps, the, you know, um, thinking ahead and scheduling social media. So I'm actually, I released that guilt and freed up some mental and physical space so that when it does come time for me to sit down and write and really be focused on that task and and that editing and, and whatever that is i'm not feeling guilty about those other things that i procrastinated about Whew, is this hitting anybody <laughs> so immediately i started thinking of other productive procrastinations that i could get into and i mentioned some of them you know, one would be like engaging and connecting with people over on my social media channels about, you know, faith, life and business, all the things that I am striving and looking to build, right? After all, how can I hope to grow or help others grow if I'm stuck inside my own bubble all the time? Think about that. Yes, I talk about prioritized focus. Yes, I talk about goals and going out there and getting them. But sometimes we can put our head so far down and isolate ourselves so tightly inside of our bubble. We don't even know what's out there or what's happening or connect with people that can help us. And maybe it's something as simple as encouragement, simple as I see you. I feel you. I'm right there with you. Those are just as important in helping us make progress toward our goals. Another productive procrastination that came to mind was write a new blog post about this brilliant concept of productively procrastinating. <laughs> if you're listening to this, I wrote the blog post. But there are other aspects of my business that need attention and consistency. Writing is one of them. Maybe you're listening to this podcast because you got the link in an email that I sent you, or you read the blog post, or you saw it on social media. See how this is working together? So seeing the trades as they could be. I hope that you're seeing this as new possibilities for your progress, not as an excuse or permission to fall into the negative side of procrastination. I want you to catch that. I don't want you to be all, you know, 
feet up, blanket up to your chin, you know, binge watching because, you know, Dina said that I had permission to go and procrastinate and I'm being productive. And, you know, listen, there are times where you do need to kind of check out and um, step away and, and do that self-care or whatever. Um, I guess binge watching is self-care. I don't know. It depends on what you watch, I guess. But I would love to hear about you and what you think. Can you get behind this productive procrastination movement? Um, and, and I, and I want to hear what would your trades be? You know, those trading one procrastination for a future one, right? Or trading a past procrastination for, oh my gosh, how many times can I say procrastination? That is such a hard word to say. Anyway. <laughs> We're talking about the ones that will help set you up for better productivity later. Those that are going to have you making progress and freeing up the mental and physical capacity to take and keep it moving. Always forward, my friend, always forward. I'd love to know what you hear about this. But in the meantime, I'll be embracing how to productively procrastinate for progress right there with you. Thanks for listening. Thanks so much for joining me on today's episode. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to share it out, by all means, do that on your social media platforms if you'd like. We can stay connected at dinafarrell.com and where you can see the latest updates, blog posts, subscribe to my e-newsletter, or just kind of see what I'm up to. I'd love to connect with you outside of this podcast. Again, thanks for joining me. And if you haven't already, hit that subscribe button and I will see you on the next episode.